We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. I was going to say Tom Brady because I see a lot of people saying he's like top five. And I'm like, that's garbage. I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's, come on. You can, you're telling me you, you wouldn't take five quarterbacks over Tom Brady? Rogers, Mahomes, maybe Russ, maybe. In a vacuum, Watson. In a, in a vacuum, Watson, quarterback-wise, I would take Brady over Watson just to over what I like, because like, this isn't a vacuum, and like I do think yeah. you got to take okay, into that's account fair. that he might be a predator. <laughs> so I would take Brady over Watson. Sure. I think I don't think it's and ridiculous to put Brady. Allen, in. I Allen, think I take Brady over Allen. Maybe I might take Brady over Lamar. I might. Maybe I don't know. I, have, I think it's not ridiculous Dak. to put Brady top five. I would not take Dak over Brady. I would take Brady okay. over Dak. Yo, seven to eight, I'm fine. But like people, I see people up and like three or four, and I'm. Like, eh. as long as like, no, but you, can't, okay, you can't, you can't pick my surprising player is a guy who I think is rated two spots too high. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined by once again, I always say this, the two greatest co-hosts of all time, Theo Ash and Matthew Spinauer. How are you guys today? It means more and more every time. It really does. I'm glad. It means a little bit less every time for me. <laughs> you know what, Matt? I hate you. But I am doing good. <laughs> so. Okay. See? True feelings come out. <laughs> As always, guys, make sure whatever platform you're on, uh, you like, subscribe, review, comment, whatever you can do. We always appreciate it. We're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc. And if you haven't, make sure you follow Stay Hot Pod on TikTok so you can get some great content there as well. Um... Speaking of TikTok, we found out recently that Theo can dunk. Matt, did you know this and you just like not tell me or did Theo hide this from both of us? I don't, I really don't keep up to date with Theo's <laughs> athletic ability as much as maybe I should. Um, so I didn't know this. I feel like the last time we talked about this, you said that you were close, Theo. Um, but it's not like you were like, I can dunk. And then Bladen was like, yeah, he can't in the comments. Yeah, no, I just like, I just, I just assumed that you couldn't dunk. I didn't know that you could dunk. 
You shouldn't have assumed anything. That's all I got to say. Right. You shouldn't yeah, have you know what they say. Me. Never assume. It makes never nasty. assume. I'm, look, I'm six foot four and I weigh nothing. I have no weight to me that, I, that has to go up. Um, I will admit that the rim on this hoop that I dunked on is a little depressed. It's a little bit down. It's a little bit slanted it counts. down. Who cares? Don't it let counts, any, no. Don't let any of these dudes on TikTok try to convince you that it doesn't count because it's just an ever moving goalpost. You'll dunk at. LA fitness and they'll be like, well, actually the rims there are only nine feet, 11 inches or whatever. So who cares? <laughs> it's, I don't, yeah. I have not specifically measured this hoop. I think it's regulation. I've not been in an actual gym in a long time, probably since COVID started, but I know that I could not dunk on that hoop a while ago. Now I can, and I had a little bit of room to spare. So I think that it counts. I think that it counts. I'm going to say I, that I'll I give can. it to you. Counts I'll give right. it to you. I can't dunk. I'm counting Anytime it. that I get close, I like lose the ball. Yeah, so, like, and I'm surprised how many up, people. I'm surprised how many get people up with like two hands. That's impressive. And I'm surprised how many people cared. That video got like 400,000 views. Like I, I'm just me. Like, it was it was the way you went into that video. You were like, True. I did. Kinda, know, someone said that I couldn't dunk. They don't know. A they don't know thing anything about, about me. They don't know. Like, they don't know Jesus, that I'm that Theo. guy. No, I, I that was funny. I wanted to get into that, but yes, that is that's the story. That's all there is to it. We'll see if it translates to the uh, in. I don't know if I could pull it off in game, but uh, we're over. <laughs> if you could pull it off in game, not doing it over me, any. I don't know if I'm doing it over anybody. I don't know if I've got that kind <laughs> of I'm blocking power, that on my life. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I would dunk on you. What are you talking about? Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we hop in to the NFC, because last time we went over the AFC, that was a mammoth of an episode. But before we hop into that, I want to go over the NBA Finals real quick. Game three is in the books, and the Bucks finally get a game. Do we think this is sustainable, or is this going to kind of roll how we thought it would, and are we still taking the Suns? I mean, I, I think what the Bucks did was the improvements that we talked about them needing to make. Giannis was more aggressive, and a lot of it was him just getting the calls that he deserved. There were a lot of times where he would drive in and the Suns couldn't do anything but foul him. Uh, And eventually that caught up to him when Giannis wasn't missing his free throws. And then when Aiton got in foul trouble uh, and the Suns' options were go small ball, which worked pretty well, but just can't work defensively against the Bucs or turn to Frank Kaminsky, which is something you can't do. (laughs) No, don't do that. Um, he's still playing for Wisconsin when, when he's playing the books yeah, right now. Yeah. He's going back to his college <laughs> days. He's carrying Wisconsin to a title or not to a title in Wisconsin, but you know what I mean. But I mean, I still think you're going to see the Bucks have some ugly games. I don't think that they've all of a sudden figured it out here in game three of the finals and they're going to be perfect from here on out. Uh, but they definitely look a lot better. Yeah, this was a game where like everything just went right for the Bucks. I mean, Booker just played horrendously. Aiden was in foul trouble early. You know, Giannis was was playing just amazing, spectacular. The home field advantage was was rocking for them. Um, I just think like, yeah, it was a 20 point loss. And obviously they could maybe they did figure it out. Like if the Bucks won this series, like that would not be the most shocking thing in the world. If you're the Bucks, you should have hope. Um, but before the series, we predicted maybe Suns go up 2-0, 3-1, something like that. Bucks make it close, and then the Suns end up pulling away. And so far, that's been what's happening. So I can't change the prediction now that it's starting to come true, I guess. So yeah. the Bucks could certainly win it, but I'm sticking to my original prediction. It's it's so far playing out the way that I thought it would look. And um, I'm still saying Bucks at Bucks, Suns <laughs> in 6-7. or seven. 
I'm I'm sticking with Suns and Six. My plant Gordon still says Suns and Six. So uh we're gonna keep rolling with Suns and Six. But moving on to the NFL, right? We wanna wanna keep the NBA section short because we have a lot to go over with the NFC breakdown, just like last episode. We're gonna go division by division and we're gonna answer a series of questions for each, including you know, which offensive player is going to surprise people, which defense is going to be elite, which quarterback will disappoint, which team will have a better record record than anticipated, which team will have a worse record than anticipated, and of course, who will win the division. So starting with the NFC East, we have the Giants, the Eagles, the football team, and the Cowboys. Which offensive player do you guys think surprises people? Maybe Curtis, I, I don't know if Curtis Samuel is really Curtis a surprise. Samuel. I know Matt wanted to say Curtis Samuel, so maybe yeah. I'll let Matt talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis Samuel has not had the quarterback play that he has deserved since he came into the league. Uh, whether it was a banged up Cam Newton or Kyle Allen or um, Teddy Bridgewater, I've, I feel like I've seen some stat where he gets some of the best deep separation of any wide receiver in the league. Uh, now that he's paired with McLaurin and now that I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that Ryan Fitzpatrick is exactly some top tier quarterback, but I do think he's very competent and he can get the ball to him. I expect Curtis Samuel to do really well. That's going to be a solid offense. If that offensive line can hold up. I might say Pollard just because I have been a Zeke mm-hmm. hater for a long time now. I said that Pollard was better than Zeke in 2019. This was not just a 2020 thing. And this in 2019, Zeke was like statistically a very good running back. And I was saying it at the ASU um, sports, all the sports journalism people lived together on floor 12 and we would debate all the time. And I would keep going up there and there was a bunch of Cowboys fans. And I'd tell them Zeke is better or Pollard is better than Zeke. And they all called me insane. And then this year rolls around. And sure enough, like Zeke is kind of like exposed without the offensive line when all those injuries happened. I think eventually it's going to get to the point where you kind of have to turn to Pollard to be a full-time guy. I think that the talent, when I watch Pollard and Zeke, I think Pollard is clearly the more dynamic guy. And I think eventually they're going to have to give him more touches. You think that happens this season? I, I think it is as good of a bet as any when I'm talking about breakout players in the NFC East. I feel like Pollard's the guy that comes to mind for me. Yeah, I, I think eventually they get they go away from Zeke entirely and they eventually adopt this whole like running back by committee idea. I think that's I think that's the long term plan. You know, maybe See, that doesn't I, happen this year. But. I disagree with you guys. I think that I don't think that Zeke is some fantastic running back. But he is getting paid fifteen million dollars right See, now. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you they're have not, to eventually move like on from that him contract. One hundred and fifty carries, unless something horrifying <laughs> happens. <laughs> and I know that we're sitting here. We're like, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't hold out for a running back this long and deal with this much subpar play because the fumbles have been a big problem and whatnot. But we're also not the Cowboys, so I, I wonder if Pollard's problem isn't a talent thing. It's just getting on the field and getting the touches. Yeah, because at some point you have to. You have to pay. You have, you have to deal with the fact that you're paying him a stupid amount of money. Um, Theo, why are you obsessed with Tony Pollard? I don't know. I just think he's really good. He's fast. He's good at breaking tackles. I think he's got good vision. He's a dynamic runner. Just watch the talent. Watch the talent. I, I've seen him. I just, I just feel like you know, there's like Dobbins and there's Pollard, and like those are your guys. <laughs> Pollard's been my guy. Bladen, who's your guy? 
Uh, my guy, I'm going to go with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Matt knows I love Jalen Hurts. And Theo, you'll remember when we made this chart where we talked about like a quarterback's ability to play outside of structure and all that. Jalen Hurts scored higher on that than anyone else. He plays outside of structure 30% of the time. That's un- That's absurd. That's not exactly a good thing, though. But that's not his fault, right? The way I see it is like his his scheme and his team was basically set up for him to fail. No one wanted him there. And now he's in a position where if he can secure that starting spot, which I think he can, I think he can be a really good player. I think he has the talent to do it. He was great. His um last year in college and he had shown nothing but an ability to to improve i mean i've made a video when i I said that jalen hurts would be the best rookie quarterback which you can watch it and see my logic there and i thought my logic was pretty sound and the take looked good when he first came in because he was kind of balling and he beat the saints and everything yeah but i don't know watching the film by the end of it i don't know if my my (laughs) expectations he he has a lot of flaws he doesn't he does have a lot of flaws but i think he can be like competent i think he can be competent so you're telling me that nobody wanted him there last season and he's still on the same team. That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> bode well for him. I don't, I don't think that they... <laughs> well, all, everyone I good. <laughs> all I remember is that there was, there was a discrepancy between, or there was a disagreement between like the owner and Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson wanted Jalen Hurts, and the owner wanted Carson Wentz. And now well, Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson... <laughs> yeah, and Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are now both gone. Well, they have no so, other choice. So yeah. So Jalen Hurts is the guy. Jalen Hurts yeah. is the guy, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna surprise people and play really well. Right. <laughs> you guys disagree with me. I, I can tell, but it's okay. Um, which defense in this division is going to be elite? I think this is kind of pretty cut and dry. Can we all just say it on the count of three? One, two, three. Washington. Washington, I guess, is going to be the best one in the division, probably. <laughs> on, but I don't right? know if they're going to be elite. I don't know. I don't love the secondary totally. Um, but they do have a really good. I love Jamin Davis, and I really do like their their front four. And Chase Chase Young is kind of a beast, so it's probably them. I could maybe if, if see any, the Giants if any having defense, a decent defense too. If any defense was going to be elite, it would be Washington. Yeah, yeah Washington. That's true. By a pretty big margin. Um, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like yeah. the New York defense. I kind of yeah, like New York doesn't have a bad defense, but I, I like bad. Washington next year. I don't know yeah. if it's better than Washington. Yeah, I don't think it is. Now, which QB do you think will disappoint? Don't say Jalen Hurts. Please don't say. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe not Prescott. Um, but maybe with the new the new expectations that come with a forty million dollar contract, maybe he will. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick has kind of probably higher expectations right now than Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe should. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is not the guy and Jalen Hurts is probably also not the guy. So my answer for this question is all of them. That's- <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is one that I will I will definitely go with as a guy who could disappoint. Just because every time, every time without fail in his career that he's had any type of expectation going into a season, he is always disappointed. So I'll, I'll trust history on this one. It's the, it's the cycle, the Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, cycle. Yeah, the Ryan Fitzpatrick cycle. It, it, never, it never fails. Okay, well, okay. If all of them are going to be disappointing, which I kind of can't disagree with <laughs> for the most part, uh, which one do you of the four starters do you think gets benched first? 
Oh man, I gotta go with Hertz just because they just they seem to just hate him. They like Who is wanted, the Eagles they're looking up? for they're looking for any <laughs> excuse to get to bench Hertz, and it happened last year. And now there's a new coaching staff, and if he doesn't perform well, I don't know if they pick someone up or trade him or what. But like they just seem to be dying to bench Hertz. That's just what it feels. That's like That's what I'm saying, Eagles. and I hate I don't know that who their backup is. I think but he's really good. Coming maybe. out of college, it was like Burrow. Herbert. Flacco and Flacco oh, is yeah. their backup. Yeah, he's they're going to put in Flacco. <laughs> they're going to put in Flacco. Not a Flacco tough. believer, but I can see. No, that. they're yeah. not. They're, they just are looking for any excuse. So I would say that maybe hurt. I like Dak a lot. This I don't want to say like Dak is going to be super underwhelming this season, but with I'm saying maybe he's got big money maybe. coming. No, yeah, yeah, no, forty that's million. That's like an MVP caliber contract. If he I do have Dallas winning this division too, I think that offense has too much firepower, and I don't. They have to stay healthy. They have to stay healthy. Yeah, uh, if that gets hurt again, they're obviously screwed. Um, and that defense is a joke, but yeah, but I do think that I do have the most faith in Dallas out of anyone. Totally fair. Okay. So which team has a better record than anticipated? If you think, you know, you're saying Dallas is going to win it. You know, who would you say? Maybe the giants, maybe I like the defense is okay. And I like the weapons. So maybe the giants are yeah. okay. That's fair. I think Washington. I think a lot of people talk about man. It, it is a sad division because it's who like guys the winner last guys have the winner? year had seven wins. <laughs> who do you guys have as winning this? I, I'm going to go Cowboys. Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Matt, I'll go Washington. Okay. Okay. Keep it That's a nice. Washington's little. fair. I, I really I, like. They have a great defense. Uh, they have really good weapons. If Ryan Fitz, the key is going to be if Ryan Fitzpatrick like doesn't suck, and then it's like. Well, what about Taylor Heineke? Which that could be a guy who could surprise people if he gets to play. If Taylor Heineke ends up being really good again. But I have nothing against Taylor Heineke and he did play well, <laughs> but he's just the type of guy who could only be overhyped. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they'll get, we talk I feel like we talked about this last episode or something. He played like yeah. one game. Yeah, uh, so maybe he's got something. Yeah, he we should move okay on to the next division here. Yeah. Yeah, no. Taylor Heineke for MVP much? Uh, no, but moving on to the NFC West with the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, and Seahawks. We just flipped the switch. We went from like the worst division to the best division in the NFL. Which offensive player here do you guys think could surprise people? Oh, maybe I like... Oh, boy. I, let me think. Do you got one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it almost sounded like you wanted to say Stafford. But then I was like, there's Stafford's no way. Expert. Everyone likes Stafford right that's now. That's what I'm I don't saying. Stafford's like projected to win MVP. Like that's, he's like top three in MVP, like odds. So, I think, I I think Chase Edmonds, the <laughs> running back for Arizona, it could get a lot of carries. And I think that he's legitimately a pretty good running back. Um, Gerald Everett, maybe this, the, the tight end that Seattle got could be uh, kind of an interesting weapon for them. Uh, there's a lot of guys, a lot of dangerous weapons in this division that could kind of break out. Uh, but those may be the two that I would say. Matt, who are you thinking? Van Jefferson. <laughs> Love be that. a lot Love better me. this Love season. Me Van Jefferson. He's a very solid route runner. I think he's in a good position to get more targets. He's also on my fantasy team. <laughs> all those things, all Matt, those things Matt bode only well likes people. Matt only likes people when they're on his fantasy. Oh, the I, other guy, I remember who I wanted to say. I was going to say Rondale Moore. That's who I was going to say for the NFC. You West. hated him. Oh, I did, but, him. but remember, I did, I did, I did, I did. I didn't like him as a pure wide receiver. I didn't like him down the field. But remember, in our mock draft episode, you I took literally Kadarius jumped Tony. I jumped Matt 
to make the Cardinals pick because I'm like, they need to take Kadarius Tony because they're going to be in these four wide receiver sets. There's going to be so many one-on-one like opportunities for broken tackles. And like, they didn't have any wide receivers who could break tackles. Rondell Moore just went to the perfect situation in them. And yep. he's not Kadarius Tony, but after the catch, he's still an absolute beast. He's still going to be able to break some big plays off for them. I don't think they're going to use him all that much as like this classic wide receiver down the field. I think that he landed in the perfect situation. So I'm going to say Rondell Moore. That's my actual answer. That's, that's a really good pick. Um, I, I, I kind of think that, uh, DK Metcalf takes a bit of a step back. Step um, back. Yeah. I think he has less drops, if anything. It's not no, I just think like production wise. I don't think he'll be as productive as he was last year. Like I think he's a he's a good receiver, but people are now gonna realize the his capabilities. If anything, I think Tyler Lockett has like top like top ten receiving numbers. I think he he I think he explodes. I, I think people really are going like to start. Lockett. I think people are going to start to double Metcalf more. I could see Lockett going off this year. Okay, maybe I can see that. I think Lockett has a case to be even better. Like I, I really do love Lockett and I've loved him for a long time. So yeah, don't. don't this isn't me saying that I think DK is like going to be bad. I just think from a production standpoint, teams are going to start to adjust to him more because he's a big body and he can just abuse defenders sometimes. And Lockett doesn't really do that. But Lockett's a solid route runner and he just doesn't drop anything. So, I mean, I, I could just see him like one-on-one, he just wins. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to really focus in on DK because of Tyler Lockett. So, I don't know if yeah, defenses are going to be able to do that. That, that is true. So, they, they, I mean, the Seahawks just are really good in that area with like the, the receivers they have. But moving on to defenses, I feel like there's really only one choice, again, for the defense that would be elite here. I don't know. How about the, you, you, you you're telling the Rams? Me that, and you could say the 49ers. Yeah. I, I would say the team with, you know, two of the best players at their respective position, I, I think uh, I think they'll have an elite defense. I think Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are going to do just fine. <laughs> I think so, too. But I do worry a little bit about the depth, and I do worry a little bit about their defensive coordinator leaving. I would... Maybe the 49ers... I don't know. I, I think that the Rams the have 49ers, maybe the best... Didn't the 49ers also lose... Yeah, but they're getting Nick Bosa back, but they're getting Nick Bosa back. I feel like the Rams probably have the best defense in this division, but I do think they take a pretty significant step back from where they were last year. I mean, sure, but they'll still be, a. I I would say, easily a top 10 defense. It's just like, you can't, in my mind, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, there's no way they can be on the same team and you not have a top 10 defense. I find that impossible to believe. I guess that's probably maybe fair. Yeah, I probably like Rams too. A little bit over to the 49ers. Same. Yeah, I mean, I the Rams know. are my pick to come out of the NFC. Like, that's Ravens versus Rams has been my pick. Yeah. <laughs> I like the vibe of I like the vibe of uh, Stafford over Goff and McVay working with a guy who knows his shit. <laughs> and I don't have you, know. Have you the- heard McVay talking about Stafford? This dude, this dude is like so high. He, I've never seen a coach like so high. And Shanahan, before. too. Shanahan was just on an interview and he was like, I tried to go get Stafford and he's going <laughs> to put up crazy numbers in that McVay system. I think... I think McVay with someone who is not Jared Goff is worthy of the hype. And especially, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think the coaching in this division is really funny. Cause it's like Cliff Kingsbury, who's really young, new guy, kind of offensive guru, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> and then Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more. Yeah, different. It's one of these things is not like the other, but <laughs> I might have the Seahawks second in this division. I might have the Cardinals third and the 49ers last is, I think, how I would rank them. 
I I can I can ag- kind of agree with that. I think a lot of people have really high expectations for the 49ers. Um and I just don't know if they can achieve those, especially with Garoppolo at quarterback. I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about the Seahawks. I think that team, at least on paper, looks a little rough. Um, they do. And they lost That's some pieces. That secondary is not great. That offensive line is not super, super awesome. That whole defense. I mean, there's a lot of like really talented players, and then there's a lot of holes. Um, but they've been making it work for so long that it's hard to pick against them. Uh, I'll probably will go with the Rams to win the division too. We're big Matthew Stafford guys here. Love Matthew Stafford. How can you hate Matthew Stafford? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can. But moving it's not on, not like he's ever the, beaten anyone. It's I don't know. Maybe you could be like he's well, never when, won a when, he, when he got hurt for Detroit, they didn't win a game. Look, I can see the <laughs> argument being like Matthew Stafford has had decent offensive lines and actually very good weapons in his career, and he never won anything. I can honestly see that as an argument where he's overrated. He's also I, had I, like I, some of the worst coaching in football. And like, <laughs> you can maybe say that I, 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 under, I understand the Stafford is overrated argument. I think that he's kind of properly rated. And I think that he's kind of like, I, I don't know. I like Stafford, but I understand why people might think he's overrated. Um, but I, I've got the Rams winning the division. Matt's got the Rams winning the division. Bladen, you've got the, the Rams winning the division. Okay. I have the Rams coming out of the NFC too. I think the like, more interesting we're, question we're, is we're who do you same- have? Who do you have coming in last in this division is the more interesting question. And I've got the 49ers. I that's I, I think I think we have the exact same prediction for this division, Theo. I would probably okay. have the 49ers losing this division too. But to be fair, I think they would lose it at like like with nine, like with nine wins. Like nine and eight, and they would lose the division. Like it's a really hard division. Matt? I don't know. Yeah, probably the 49ers. Ooh. I had a, no, I had a no video. one hates the Cardinals here. No. Cardinals were good until Kyler got hurt. And that was kind yeah. of, I think that people kind of forget how good they were. They were winning that division until for a, for a minute That's, there yeah. in the middle of the season. So, all right. Sounds good. Moving on to the NFC North. We have the Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Matt, you got drafted to the Lions. Um, but which <laughs> often, <laughs> which often the player do you guys think will surprise people? Um, and well, you I'd can't go with pick Matt. Yes. Yes. I, I would go with me, but um <laughs> I think I'm going to end up on defense here. So uh, you are number 21. That. So you're either a running back or probably a corner. Well, that's I, I just know, like I, that's just like the number from at, the draft. I would have lined here. you up at edge. Oh, that's right. I'll put you at well, linebacker. You can fit the run, can't you? You can see that oh, you're, <laughs> you're a smart guy. You can see <laughs> those. question is that you're big. You're big. you're kind of a big. Dude. You've been hitting the weight room. You're six foot five. Get in the get in the a gap. Go stop the run. I'm putting you at linebacker if I'm if I'm the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I'm like. Uh, I'm like one of these guys who comes into the draft and it's like, oh, he can play any position, but I'll like actually be good at it. You're like uh, Isaiah so Simmons, sucking. but like yeah, better but like, at everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, surprising offensive player, can I pick the, I guess it's not even surprising, but I like the Lions offensive line. I was going to say the Lions offensive line. They're very good. Yeah, I, I think they're very good. I think their running attack their, will be good, but I don't know who's going to stay healthy in that backfield, so it's tough to pick any of the running backs, but they have some decent um, guys who can carry the ball. They have a good offensive line Uh, with the wide receivers. They have, they probably should be pretty run heavy. I think their weapons are a little rough right now, although Bladen, you're probably going to say Williams, aren't you for your surprise player? Cause we, we like him (laughs) a lot, but um, yeah, I like the lines offensive line. I actually wasn't going to say Williams. I kind of, I keep bringing this up. 
Um, I kind of think Jared Goff surprises people just a little bit. Jared Goff. I think if career- Jared Goff surprises people, I'm giving that credit to the Lions' offensive line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think fair. I think no, you're, you can do that. I, it's but, like Jared, Jared Goff, Goff will Goff, surprise people. Would be like Jared Goff surprising us because we don't have very high hopes for him. That's fair. Rather that's than fair. Like, maybe the expect because like our expectation for Jared Goff is a dumpster fire, and I think he could be like average this year. Um, I don't know. I just think I just think Jared Goff's career track shows that every time he hits like an all-time low, he immediately after like bounces to like an above average level. And then after that, he hits like an, an, an almost elite level. Now, I don't think How he's going to do that. League? Like four seasons. Yeah, I think, I think you're trying I, to I, find no, a I'm, I'm ta- no, 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 I'm talking, I'm like, I'm going back to like high school and college. Okay. So like, so like high school, he was great. His, his senior year goes to college is like really bad. His freshman year jumps up his sophomore and junior year, goes to the NFL, is really bad for one year. Sean McVay comes in, mitigates some of his issues. The league figures out that he still can't read defenses or that he like can't diagnose a cover two. And then like <laughs> um and then they they you know totally just destroy any mitigation that McVay did because Goff has no ability to like fix his own issues. But in Detroit, we like their coach, we like their offensive line. If they can find ways to Create like new creative ways to mitigate Goff's issues. I could see somewhat of a resurgence. I like their coach for defense. I don't know if I like their coach for offense. I think their coach is a fun, Bella, tough Belichick. guy. Yeah, he's, he's not Sean your, Bell- He's going to bite hey. your knees off. I think he might be fun to play for. I don't know if he's designing these Jared. One Goff, thing that like, Bel- one thing that Belichick used to do for Brady was um, he he would use his defense to say, "Hey, this is how this is where the hole in our defense would be." try and find that same thing in their defense. That'd be so, awesome if his coach was would be awesome. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we'll see. I, another guy, I don't know. On the Packers, I'm trying to think of anyone on Green Bay. A.J. Dillon lo- really looks great against the Titans, so maybe like Aaron Jones gets hurt, and or maybe they just are like, A.J. Dillon's awesome. Maybe he comes in and gets some nice, uh, nice games here, but I, I really do like the Lions offensive line. I think that's one of the more underrated units and i think darnell mooney is the most popular pick for these like breakout guys yeah but so many people have picked him that he's not even like under the radar yeah. at this point yeah everyone loves darnell mooney like an excessive amount it, it's quite ridiculous um so we spent a lot of time talking about offensive players which defense in this division would you pick to be elite i kind of like the I kind of like the Vikings. I, I think their offensive line, their defensive line just got so much better than where it was yeah. last year. Adding Dalvin Tomlinson, Pierce, and Hunter back to like yeah, I was about a to say, Hunter returning. patchwork. Hunter returning is huge. Yes. And then you got Kendricks, who I think is one of the two best middle linebackers in football alongside Fred Warner. I think him and Kendricks are my two picks because they're so good in coverage. And then Barg, maybe he's better than he was last year. And then I think Patrick Peterson has a little bit left in the tank. I think Harrison Smith has a little bit better left in the tank. I think Cam Dantzler is a pretty good corner and um, played well for a rookie. I I think the Vikings defense with Zimmer um, jumps back up to like kind of a top 10 kind of range. Yeah, I'm not. I like a, I, I'm a not lot. a fan of the Lions' defense in particular. <laughs> the Bears lost some pretty big pieces. Um, the Packers have uh, some solid players, but I don't know if I really love the additions that they made. So I'd, I'd agree with you, uh, Vikings. The Packers hired the defensive coordinator of the 0 and 16 Lions. So I don't know if I totally love that move. Uh, yeah, I don't think he really has this super big track record of success. So I would be very much. Uh, 
I would be very welcoming of Packers defense slander. Honestly. Are you predicting the Packers to go 0 16? <laughs> no, I'm not. And I'm predicting Rodgers will, I'm almost guaranteeing Rodgers will be back. Because at this point, Rodgers, A, my grandma said so, and B, I'm thinking about it, like, what are Rodgers' options? His options are paying millions of dollars worth of fines to let his team down and let the fan base down and let the the his tenure on the Packers end on this horrible, sour note. And he t- foots the bill for all of that. Or he just sucks it up and plays. And I feel like option number two is just so much better. And with the quote he had recently, he's like, I'm going to think it over over the next two weeks and then we'll see where I am. Conveniently where training camp starts. And I think like those are his two options. And I feel like door number two is definitely the better one. I think Rodgers will be back. And I do think the Packers are talented enough and they might be my pick to win the division again. Although I think the Vikings will be right there. I'm going back to totally the fair. division again if Rodgers is back. I guess since we don't know, maybe the Vikings is like a safer pick. But I'd agree with you that I think Rodgers will be back. And I think that the Packers are still really down yeah, the team. If, I, really, I if, like Amari Rodgers, too. I think, I think Amari Rodgers is a good addition, um, even though he hasn't signed yet from what has I saw. Not? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he will eventually. Great. Like it's. Yeah. I I'm He's probably just like to go. You probably just, just uh, probably just waiting know, for Rogers to to he's probably just ready for the other Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, um, they probably want to sign together a new extension into A Rogers and A Rogers. That's probably what that offense want. should still be awesome. Um, and that defense, even though I That's, like I said, I didn't love the additions fine. that they made. It's still good. It's fine. Yeah, Z Smith, yeah. Clark, Jair. You know, yeah, I'll go uh, say Jair. Yeah, Stokes, I don't we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. But uh moving on, which QB do you think in this division disappoints? You know, everybody's got these huge expectations for Andy Dalton, and I just don't see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who has expectations for Andy Dalton? <laughs> Apparently, probably Not the same me. guys you talk to who think who think <laughs> James Robinson and Denzel Mims are gonna be like top ten players at their position. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like every quarterback in this division is properly rated, at least from what I've seen. I feel like Fields is maybe the biggest risk or Jordan Love if he actually plays. But I like Fields, uh, so I don't even want to say that. But most people know that Dalton's just a bridge quarterback. Most people don't have high expectations for golf. Most people know what Kirk Cousins is at this point. He's a good quarterback, yeah. but he's not, you know, changing the world for a team. And then Aaron Rodgers, I expect to be Aaron Rodgers. So I'll go the, Jordan the Love. The only thing plays. that would be disappointing is if Aaron Rodgers just doesn't play. Yeah, I that guess would be, that would be the disappointing piece. I've got to say Fields just by process of elimination. I don't think really anyone has really many hopes for Goff. Like if he's terrible, everyone will be like, haha, Jerry Goff right. is terrible. And I kind of feel it's the same deal for Love. I think Kirk Cousins is who he is at this point. I think he'll maintain about the same level of play. Rodgers is great. If he's back, he'll be Rodgers. So I feel like Fields being a high draft pick and being a rookie probably comes in with the highest expectations that it's most likely to fall short of but i still do like fields so that's not like it's just process of elimination that's fair so then which teams do you think have better and worse records than anticipated viking maybe i kind of like i don't know i i like dan i think the lions had a really good draft and i know people are predicting them to be like the worst team in the league maybe they're like the seventh worst team in the league but i don't know i feel they're like maybe not the, the viking- they're definitely not the worst team in the league the Texans have the worst roster I've That's ever true. seen. That's true. Um, <laughs> that, but I think maybe the Vikings surprise. And I think everyone in this in this division is kind of properly rated. So I don't know if anyone really surprises. Dude, I like that, the Vikings maybe more tough. than most people. Yeah, I think the Vikings, if anyone had a chance to upset and win the division, it would be Minnesota. 
Um, we talked about they had a pretty good draft also. Yeah, I don't I don't know, though. Outside of Minnesota, I don't think the Bears are going to be particularly great. I don't think anyone has super high hopes for them. Um, not to mention that entire staff is, like, ready to be fired. Like, everyone right. in that building is on the hot seat. So, I, yeah, I, I don't re- particularly love any team to be better or and worse than And maybe Chicago is a surprising team. I mean, they made the playoffs last year and presumably upgraded a quarterback, so maybe they do. I think, I think I don't know. I don't think anyone really is is overrated or underrated in this. I think everyone is properly rated. I feel like the Lions are in a good spot rebuilding with three first-round draft picks for Stafford. Um, I think everyone is in a good spot right now in the NFC North. Totally fair. Well... And we all think the Packers are going to win the division unless Minnesota pulls off a miracle. So let's hop into the NFC South. And Matt, with the Saints, Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons, you're a Panthers fan, so I want you to hit this one first. Uh Who do you think is going to surprise people offensively? Uh, Jameis Winston, probably. (laughs) We've been talking about him a lot, but he's... I, there's still a lot of people who think he's a horrible quarterback because he threw 30 interceptions, and we don't think he's a horrible quarterback. Um, I think if Taysom Hill uh, ends up getting some more quarterback starts, he'll probably still do okay just with the system that they run. Um, maybe Michael Thomas is a guy that you could say. I don't want to keep saying Saints players, but Saints no, players. I, uh, I, I, think Michael Th- I think we've given Michael Thomas enough hype that some people are starting to kind of lean towards Michael Thomas being – you know, that in that top tier of receivers. I like uh, Terrace Marshall a lot. He was a guy that I rated highly coming out of the draft uh, and the Panthers got him in the second round. I think he's good. I think DJ Moore is kind of perennial, perennially underrated. Uh, maybe he finally breaks out with Darnold. Maybe, maybe. Or he already did kind of break out. It just wasn't yeah. to the level of like he needs to be in the top 10 or he needs to be this or he needs to be that. Maybe that happens this year. Um, I don't know. And... I kind of like Troutman, the tight end for the Saints. I think at least fantasy-wise, he's going to be a guy who has a lot of talent, and I think that he is going to go, his targets are going to totally balloon, and he's going to be at least like a startable fantasy tight end and a guy maybe who is a reliable second option outside of Michael Thomas. So maybe I'll answer Troutman, and maybe the type on him is getting way out of control, but I, I like Troutman a good bit. I have a tendency to pick uh, guys who I think will underperform. These, um, just and mostly, mostly it's just That's not like the question, Blade. And that you ask the question, who do you think is going to surprise? And then you like say, I think this guy actually sucks, <laughs> which is surprisingly fine. bad. Well, no, I, He's going to be surprisingly nice. bad, yeah, right. <laughs> surprisingly worse. And we're not, we're not going to say bad. Um, do you see a lot of people? Yeah, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, I was going to say Tom Brady because I see a lot of people saying he's like top five, and I'm like, that's garbage. Um, I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's come on. You can, you're telling me you you're telling me you would take five you wouldn't take five quarterbacks over Tom Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, maybe Russ, maybe in a vacuum Watson, in a, in a vacuum Watson quarterback wise. But I take I would take I would take Brady over Watson just over what I like because like, this isn't a vacuum and like I do think yeah. you got to take okay, into account true. that he might be a predator. <laughs> so I would take Brady over Watson. Sure. I think he, I don't think it's and ridiculous to put Brady. Allen? At, I think Alan I'd take Lamar. Brady over Allen, maybe. I might take Brady over Lamar. I might, maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's not ridiculous Dak? to put Brady top five. I would not take Dak over Brady. I would take okay. Brady over Dak. Um, so I, 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 you know, seven to eight, I'm fine. But like people, I see people up and like three or four, and I'm like, 
As this long as he's like, not you can't, okay, you can't you can't pick my surprising player is a guy who I think is rated two spots too high on his positional like that. <laughs> no, that's why I said I no, that's why I said I was gonna go Brady. I'm gonna say Godwin. I think people are underrating Godwin. Okay, I like that. Chris Godwin is a really good receiver, incredible speed threat, solid route runner, good hand, and I just think he just people are just like acting like he's just not in the same stratosphere as Mike Evans, when in reality, he's probably, I would argue, maybe even better. I would say he's better. I think he has better hands, even though people remember that Washington playoff game because that was prime time that he dropped all those passes with the screwed up uh, like fingers. I think he has better hands. I think he's better after the catch, and I think he has a more well-rounded route tree than Mike Evans does. I think Mike Evans Evans and and DK Metcalf are very similar to me, like where they're Except I would say DK is a better athlete. I'd say that too, but I'd say Mike Evans has better hands. But uh, I, I think that Godwin is might be the more well-rounded player. I like Mike Evans a lot, though. I'm not going to sit here yeah, and slander it's not, Mike yeah, Evans. No, I just really no Mike like Evans slander. Game. Yeah, no, Godwin's really good. I like Godwin a lot. So that's what I was going to say. I'm saying Godwin instead of Brady. Also, I want to say Brady, as long as he's not over Mahomes or Rodgers, I don't care where you rank him. That's that's my only thing. If I see a list where Brady's ahead of Mahomes or Rodgers right now, that's where I'm like, okay, you should slow down a little bit. But <laughs> After that, I mean, he was like super efficient this year. PFF loved him. I mean, he was, he was, he was kind of balling in the playoffs. He, he, I don't know. He was, he also got away with three horrible interceptions against the Packers and they still Well, they weren't horrible. There was one of them that was like kind of a drop and there was one of, I don't know, but we got to, we got to move on. I I wouldn't slander Brady too much. (laughs) Yeah. Not slandering Brady at all. Even though I have a tendency to do that. Uh, Which defense do you guys think would be elite here? The Bucks defense looks pretty good, I gotta say. <laughs> they didn't lose anyone. They didn't lose anyone. Yeah, the Bucks defense is far better than everybody else's. The Saints still probably have a pretty good defense, um, but I don't know if they got that much better. Um, so I think on paper, you still like Tampa Bay. The Panthers defense, I think, will be a little bit better too. Um, I like the additions that they made, but I still think you're a little hopeful with some of the holes being filled for them. Uh, and then Atlanta probably also still isn't really on that level. Yeah. And we didn't talk about Atlanta at all. Uh, and Atlanta, just my general thoughts. I don't know if you guys want to add anything, but I kind of like Russell Gage a little bit as a wide receiver. As an I've heard a lot of people talk so about I don't think he's Gage. a horrible wide receiver. I, at all. I haven't. I haven't Mike done Davis, a lot I mean, of research on Matt, him, like Mike Davis, the running back who was with the Panthers last year is now the starter and kind of an undisputed starter in Atlanta. And Mike Davis is a pretty good runner too. So maybe See, here's, I, here's my question for you. You get this whole running backs don't matter. But then every time we talk about a team, how good the running backs are come up. I feel like a running back can be good and not be valuable. Running backs are marinade on steak or like you don't. It's not something that is super important. It's not something that is the meat and potatoes of the team. But some marinades can be better than others. It's not the most. Yeah. They they do enhance things. It's just not something you should be paying, you know, 14 million dollars to. Davis, I think Davis, Davis is, is a fine running back. back. They'll be fine with him. Um, fine and like fine as in good, not fine as yeah. in okay. If that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Atlanta a little bit offensively next year. I just don't think that they have a defense. Yeah, that matches you know the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, sure. I don't think they're a threat to win that division, but they might be a threat to be surprising offensively and maybe if Grady Jarrett balls out and Deion Jones stays healthy and all their corners take a step up, maybe. I don't know. I might that's like a lot of might, Yeah, that's, that's a lot, a lot of yeah. Fs. And when and you got that many Fs, then you're probably just anyway. not that great. All right. So I got Which, probably the Bucks winning this division. I think we okay, might all have that. Yeah. I, I 
Yeah. I, I, so I can't even, really see a scenario in which... I mean, you're not like, even here, thinking the about thing. the Panthers. No, here's, I'm here's not. The I think the Panthers I'm not thinking are, about the Panthers. The Panthers are more likely the to have a, the wor- the Packers are the Panth the Panthers are more likely to be the worst overall team in the league than win this division. Wow, Sorry. I think that's really I harsh. Say, I wouldn't say that much. Yeah, that's harsh. But I do kind of think the Falcons have a shot at this division. Um, the last time they had a really good offensive coordinator, what happened? They went to the Super Bowl. I, I could, you know, potentially see this offense being really high powered. I don't know if I love their defense, but they were really injured last year. Healthy this year, you know, Matt Ryan could be. I'm not saying he will be an MVP candidate. Could be an MVP candidate again. Um, you know, they lost Julio Jones. That's going to be the biggest kicker. Um, but they do have other good weapons. I, I, I don't think they're going to win the division. But if anyone could upset the Buccaneers, they would. I think they would be the ones to do it. Yeah, I've got the Buccaneers. Um, all jokes aside, the Panthers don't have the best shot at this division <laughs> this season. Um, and then I probably, I think Fair I have fan. the Saints coming in at second, honestly, still. And then I have the Falcons and the Panthers. But the Panthers, barring something insane, will not be the worst team in the league. I'm, they're not going to win the division no, either. <laughs> they're not. I no. They're, I don't think they're the worst team in the league. Not by a long shot. They might have the worst quarterback, and I don't love their defense. So, like, that's just the way it is. I think it's more likely that they you think, are you, worse. You don't think Sam Donald, think, You don't think Sam Donald's better than Tom Brady? Weird. <laughs> I kind of think the Panthers' defense has some playmakers. They do I have like chin. their defense. They do have Horn. They do yeah. have uh, Brian Burns, who I really like. I think he's mm-hmm. a top 10 edge rusher. Yeah. Um, Derek yeah. Brown is okay. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe, I, like, maybe I can see the vision a little bit. Anyway, I got the Rams coming out of this. I kind of want to be different. I think that Brady might not be quite like as good as he was last year. I, But, you know, I, I don't want to keep predicting Brady did not be as good as he was last year. I'm sick of it. They'll probably win the division. Who knows? They probably won the Super Bowl again just to spite me, but I'm going to say the Rams <laughs> just because I like, they've got a lot of, you know, high, 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 high level talent there. And uh, yeah. I like their coach. I like the quarterback. I like their defensive tackle. I like their cornerback. I, I like the Rams, but there's a lot of good I like the Rams too. Here. No, okay. I, I've, I've been predicting the Rams since they got Stafford to win the NFC. I said they're going to the Super Bowl. And the only, re- the only way they're not winning the Super Bowl is if they play my Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'll go with the Buccaneers to be different. You know what, Matt? Yeah, very different. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They won the Super Bowl last year, and they have all the players that they had last year on this team. So... Very hey, you know what they, you know what they say. <laughs> if, if you they, didn't get better, if you, did, if you didn't get better, you got worse. So, even though they kept all their guys, added Kyle Trask. You know, oh, <laughs> you're yeah. right. They're actually going. They're actually that actually takes a win off of theirs, even if he doesn't play. Just his presence <laughs> is gonna. Just their just his presence makes them. If he's good, worse. He, I'm gonna get killed. But please don't be good. <laughs> There's no Trask. way. There's no way. There's no way. Right. But anyway. Stay tuned for Matt's Stay Hot Shot that is going to be released on Wednesday, and we will be back in full on Friday with another listener mailbag. We haven't done one of those in a while, so get your questions in to stayhotpod at gmail.com, or you can hit us on the voicemail hotline at 614-349-8050. 
We have a lot of awesome stuff leading up to the NFL season, so make sure you stay tuned, stay engaged, and as always, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.